It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. One's heart, that's a thing that I found out Too late, I guess, cause I'm a mess My faith has gone Today our guest is a Grammy-nominated vocalist, Rosanna Vitro, who is celebrating the release of her 15th album called Sing a Song of Bird. That bird, of course, is none other than saxophone legend Charlie Parker, and it's a tribute to some of his classic melodies. This album features a collaboration with legendary vocalists Sheila Jordan, Bob DeRoe, and Marion Cowings, as well as a stellar lineup of jazz musicians. On that note, welcome to All That's Jazz. It's a pleasure, Rosanna, to have you with us today. Thank you, Alan. It's, it's a joy to be here. As we begin our conversation today, Rosanna, let me first of all congratulate you on the release of this wonderful and very special album. Yeah, well, you know, and and Alan, I never take anything for granted. You know, in this business, this is my 15th record. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the stage of life where I began this tortured year of COVID in February, re-releasing my very first record, which came out in 1984. And that was Listen Here, to sort of kick off my view of legacy and learning and pride in all the musical adventures I've had. This new project with Sing a Song of Bird, I'm looking at this recording as I feel that the Charlie Parker music is so relatable on this record. You know, it's about good lyrics different creative arranging, but all relatable. Well, this new recording is about creating a legacy, I believe. And as an educator for you, as well as a vocalist throughout your career, I can see how this is really important for you. You know, I um, I taught vocal jazz for, for uh, 20 years at New Jersey City University and 13 years at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center Jazz for Teens program. And then I toured twice as a jazz ambassador to all through South America and all through the Balkans and Turkey and Kazakhstan and all kinds of crazy places. So jazz, presenting jazz in schools, you know, when I first started teaching over 20 years ago, there weren't any vocal jazz programs to speak of. And now to see all of the, what Kristen McBride's, his jazz house kids Mm -hmm. uh, close to me in Montclair are doing, and then his connections, of course, now with Newport Jazz Festival and all that. And then uh, Tim Jackson out there at the Monterey Festival and up in San Francisco. There's so many wonderful programs for, for, younger musicians, and Lincoln Center here with Wynton Marsalis. I just love it. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, the old timers that got me started, they were all about you pass on the legacy, every generation gets better, the music grows, it morphs, and that's what we're, that's what we're doing. Someone that has the right attitude of loving and sharing the music and the joy that it brings us. Wow. I have to say, Rosanna, that creating this album, which is a tribute to one of the masters of jazz, namely Charlie Parker, must have been a delightful and fun experience for all, especially when you collaborated with the likes of Bob DeRoe, Sheila Jordan, and Marion Cowings. You know, the music really brings such great joy. And for me, I'm about learning and having fun. And that's what I did with Sing a Song of Bird. Sing a Song of Bird, you know, because Bob DeRoe, he was a buddy of mine. And in 1998, we were both inducted into the Arkansas Jazz Hall of Fame because we're both from Arkansas. And there was a little age disparity there. <laughs> but I was so tickled, you know, at this, you know, thing that I went to in Arkansas in Little Rock where Bob and I wound up playing together and I had already recorded his Nothing Like You Has Ever Been Seen Before, the only uh, vocalist to record on a Miles Davis record in 57. It was really a gas to get to know him, to use an old, an, an old beatnik term. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was the most incredible musician and delightful spirit. He used to come and see me at the Deerhead Inn out in the Delaware Water Gap when I'd be singing out there. He, he lived out there where Phil Woods and all Bill Goodwin and all these cats lived. And he would come in in a in a white suit with his ponytail tied up, and he'd have a martini. And I would always get him to sit in, and he'd play Devil May Care or something, and sing with me and scat with me. And toward the end of his life in 2017, he was 93, going to be 94. And he said, I said, you know, I've been thinking about doing a Charlie Parker uh, project because I always taught some Charlie Parker in my teaching, but I've never really focused on bebop. I'm, you know, I'm not really a bebop singer, so I, I think I'd like to do that right now and get some good lyrics. And he said, oh man, I've got a vocalist that I'm almost, I've always meant to finish on Charlie Parker's Bluebird. It's called Autobahn New Bluebird. And I said, well, I'd love to hear it. And he said, well, you know what? If you do that project, I'm going to finish it. Audubon, he was classifying a bluebird. But he suspected his Latin was wrong. Not to say what he heard just wasn't a bluebird. But he detected a quirk in the song. Called his colleague and said, I found me a new bird. Man, just listen to this, it's so strong. Audubon grabbed his pen and started his doodling. When the bird instigated a run, dropped his pen when he heard that bluebird a new bird. And that's how, that was the, the seed in 2017. And as you know from the record, 
he did finish it and he also put lyrics to Red Cross which is called the scatter now which is just makes you feel so good They say he's got the best riff Red Cross I'm telling you he can ad lib Red Cross You'll find him on the corner about a quarter to four You listen and you want to hear more I tell you he's really mellow Red Cross A groovy and happy fellow Red Cross He does the bit on Broadway till around about five I'm telling you baby this is no time Now when you've heard him just give him some skin It's just happy. Um, and then Sheila Jordan, you know, she's the mentor who I've seen her perform with Cameron Brown on bass only with when there's two people in the audience and when there's 75 people in the audience. And her personality, her loving nature, her stories about singing with Charlie Parker and him being the reason she got into jazz. I've been hearing it since I moved to New York in 1978. And I really admire Sheila, and I said, I'm going to get Sheila Jordan as well. And so, you know, it, it was really great to start out with them, and they had never sung together. So the first gig at the Deerhead with both of them, to see the excitement in their eyes, Sheila was, what, 89 going on 90 or or 90 already. Anyway, she's going to be 93 this year in November. But to be with elders, my respect for the jazz history and that I always want to learn and, you know, do quality work, uh, this was just the greatest. And then Marion Cowings, who I know has been singing Parker's Mood and now is the time since I first heard him in 1978, when he introduced me to John Hendricks and took me down to sing with him at a club called Green Street, New York, when he agreed to come on these gigs and do the last little bit of the record here, you could tune, a, you know, a piano to his intonation. I mean, and he's 76 now. So this was really a mentor's legacy project with great new lyrics you know, I'm the only one that really did sort of different arrangements, you know, Yardbird Suite that Charlie Parker wrote the lyrics to uh, in 3-4 time because, you know, I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> My husband said, why don't you do it like everybody does it? And I said, because I'm not everybody and I always like to find my own way and, and listen to how you can phrase over 3-4 time. <laughs> but... um and then Scrapple from the Apple, which is now Grapple uh, with the Apple. Don't want to grapple with the Apple. Want to sample a bit of wide open sky. No light today, I'm gonna fly to where sun can tickle the sea. And now you know how happy I'll be to squeeze and rumble through the tunnel. See, I'm funneling all the people inside. Just makes me wanna run and hide to find 
like Caribbean bliss, a warm adventure sealed with a kiss. You know, since Manhattan's called the apple, I've been grappling with the apple for, uh, oh, for a long time. It's 2021, uh, and I survived the, uh, the jazz wars. So we have, at this point, already covered the collaboration with the three vocalists that you have on this release of Sing a Song of Bird. And let's get on to the stellar lineup of jazz musicians. First of all, from looking at liner notes and uh, the album itself, uh, you have two different groups or ensembles of musicians. You have a red team and a blue team. Why do you have two? Well, the first session was recorded in 2017 when we knew that we might lose Bob Duro from, from cancer. And so I put together, what's really wonderful about this album is that I put together musicians who I'd known and worked with a long time, but had never recorded with me. And I, you know, I love to surround myself with great musicians, but I also want the ones who have done some of the day-to-day slog work. And by that, I mean... Jason Taborik, who is a brilliant pianist and a wonderful arranger and composer, pianist on the first session with Bob Durow, he had been playing for my classes at New Jersey City University for um, at least, you know, 13 years or something. And he also played for my classes at the New Jersey Performing Arts uh, Jazz for Teens program, uh, where I worked for many, many years. And so, you know, he was a great musician and um, just the nicest person ever. And I had never recorded with him. You know, I had a steady band uh, for the last three records of mine, uh, beginning uh, with the Randy Newman project, what, which was the Grammy-nominated project that had Mark Soskin. Uh, Mark Soskin was my pianist for many years and for the last three recordings before Bird. And Dean Johnson, who actually is on both sessions of this new record, and he's still he's still breathing and playing great. And Tim Horner was on the previous albums. And then Sarah Caswell, the great violinist, uh, was part of the last three recordings. So I decided for the Bird Project with Bob DeRoe and Sheila and Marion that I would put together uh, Bill Goodwin on drums, who I'd been playing with for years out at the Deerhead Inn, and we did a couple of tours down to New Orleans and different places and you know, a few years ago. And we're best friends. And so I, I had Jason and Dean and Bill Goodwin, and then at NJPAC, Mark Gross, the alto player that you're hearing on those, the many of the tracks now runs the Jazz for Teens program. He's the director, and he's a just a great guy. He plays in the Duke Ellington show off Broadway, and is just the most stand-up guy. And as you could hear, plays plays his tail off. So that was the band, and that's that's why I chose those those that group because they all are people that mean something to me and had never recorded with me. 
you know, I really have a potpourri of fantastic musicians that I've played with. It was a real honor to get to have to share this music with them and to have Bob DeRose, last great vocalise on this record, Autobahn's New Bluebird and The Scatter uh, from Charlie Parker's Red Cross and Bluebird. Just really, and then get Sheila, you know, I asked him to write new lyrics and because I wanted good lyrics to these tunes because a lot of the bebop lyrics are, are kind of silly. And uh, good lyrics mean a lot to me. <laughs> so that's how we got the blue team. And the red team, first of all, was it because musicians weren't available for the next phase of recording that you changed the ensemble? Oh, no. What happened very specifically is um, Bob DeRoe passed away. Bob DeRoe died, and we did some gigs. There is a video on YouTube of Bob's last live performance at the Catano Jazz Club singing Audubon's New Bluebird at 94 with debilitating cancer, uh, performing like he was 20 years old. Hmm. And I tell you, it, it I can feel warmth in my heart and my eyes tear up when I speak about it because it, it, he was such a great inspiration to me. Um, he and Sheila uh, and Marion are great inspirations to me that it never stops. The music never stops. We, we only, you know, if your health, if, if your health and the good Lord say, all right, that's it, then you got to hang up your guns. But until then, as long as I can sing and walk and smile and laugh, I'm going to do it. And that's what Bob DeRoe did. And he, this last vocalese, he was so proud of it. He had studied Audubon's bird book for the story wow. <laughs> to get these bird names. And <laughs> it's just the best story ever. <laughs> and Red Cross is just so much bebop fun, just fun. <laughs> now, you mentioned bebop lyrics being kind of out there, if you will, because even even when you see people performing and they do the so-called bebop lyrics, they they just seem like it's scat made up on the fly. Well, you know, in in the... And what I consider in the history of vocal jazz, what's going on with, with the two different kinds, first you've got your vocalese, which is, for example, Bob DeRoe writing a new story to Charlie Parker's solo. That's jazz vocalese. And that is a structured solo that he's, and which is really a, a, not easy, okay? It's not easy because it was a Charlie Parker solo. And then you've got um, off the seat of your pants, you know, one of the things that I like to do, and I did do on this record, is I first sang, in my situation, Paul Wycliffe, my husband, great recording engineer and father of my child, <laughs> married for years, happens to be a great lyricist, besides being a great recording engineer. And he writes great stories. And so I uh, sang his story, for example, on Steeplechase, 
We all run in the human race But what's the point is the source of confusion To live life like a steeplechase We leap the hurdles I fall on our face To win life many people chase The money, fame or some other delusion We all win if we lessen the pace To smell the roses with courage and grace And then I write the second chorus where I'm improvising a solo. I start um, with my knowledge of, I go to the piano and my knowledge of changes, and which is really um, starts from the seat of my pants and on um, what I naturally hear uh, in my, you know, uh, flat nines or major sevens or flat fives or whatever you want to, you know, color notes you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then my knowledge of rhythms, because I'm very rhythmic, as as all good music, jazz musicians are. And so those are the two kinds. So, you you know, for me, I always make up a lyric solo. I call it improvising with lyrics. That's actually something I teach uh, for the California Jazz Conservatory. Um, I taught the last two semesters till I started releasing records. Um, and then is when I consider scatting. So for me, there's an evolution, you know, where you could either do a vocalese or you could make it up as you go along, and then you might scat. So some singers in today's world just scat right away, and they don't improvise with the lyrics. But I love improvising with the lyrics because you you get a story there. And for me, it, it matters if the lyrics make any sense. Mean something to your life. It has to be some kind of story. You, you know, it can't just be only about scatting unless, you know, I, I wouldn't judge what somebody else is doing, you know. If, you know, it's all about your own concept. On Sing a Song of Bird, Marion Cowings sang two of the very classic vocalises. Now is the time in Parker's mood. Reminisce with me and think about the bird Remember all the things you did and everything you heard Say don't it just amaze you, get me down inside To think of the way he lived and then the way he died Come with me if you want to go to Kansas City I'm feeling low down and blue Hearts full of sorrow Don't hardly know what to do Where will I be tomorrow? So he's got Eddie Jefferson and John Hendricks covered in both of those. A question that I have for you is about Gary Bartz, a great alto sax player. Did he feel like there was any pressure to perform uh, on a release like this that is a tribute to one of the iconic saxophone players? You know, first of all, I love Gary Bartz, and I've known him since I first moved to the city, and he was always about Charlie Parker. He teaches Charlie Parker. He's eaten it, drank it, played it, breathed it, and and lives it. And, uh, you know, 
he's about other things as well. He's always got something to say, Gary Bartz does. He's a thinking guy. But um, now he's an elder himself, and he, um, for me, he was the one to call. Uh, I had to fly him in. I, I probably would have called him first if he still lived in New York just because of our history. But I found him in San Francisco, called his manager, called him first, and he couldn't, he was down. He said, I'm, I'm there. You, you get me to New York and figure out how I'm, where I'm going to sleep. And, and then I, I, you know, he was fantastic. He, he, it was, that's why he's on an instrumental. There's an instrumental on the record that is Gary Bartz. He, he does the Cherokee and Coco. <laughs> Parker medley and uh, the the pianist I, I got Alan Broadbent on the piano because I found out he lives in my neighborhood I called him up and said hi I've never met you before but I know your work and would you blah 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 and then Alvester Garnett Regina Carter's husband he swings like crazy on the drums and he had been playing on some other gigs with me and I decided he was going to be the next one in the drum pit and then our the, our band was born. I had one surprise, uh, and okay. I, I, in the interest of time, because yes. I, I know there were a number of reasons that were uh, probably in the decision making as to who sings what songs, kind of thing. But the one surprise for me was now's the time. Marion Cowings does such a beautiful job with it, but I would have thought the logical choice would have been Sheila Jordan because that was probably the most seminal song of Charlie Parker's that got her uh, putting a nickel into the jukebox in the diner or the hamburger place, and she fell in love with Now's the Time. She was stunned by the music. Well, she she does know it, and it is a feature, and it's there's many features for Sheila. She sings, her Barbados arrangement is very famous, but I ask her to write new lyrics to a Parker song because I'd heard the other ones and I wanted something fresh on this. And so she said, relax in it at, at Camarillo and then she calls it bird song. First time that I heard the song 
was a Berlin way back in 1952 or 53. Bird played it and it blew me away. I still remember today. What a feeling, I'll never forget the joy. Hearing Charlie Parker play the song, I hear it now, and I'm singing along. Always made me wanna sing bebop music And so I tried to learn each song Charlie Parker played His melodies were soulful and fine Just trying to learn each line Wasn't easy, I'll never forget the thrill Hearing all the music She does it great, and she sings her The Bird in front of it, which is something she sings in front of a, a lot of Charlie Parker songs. She never even mentioned to me she'd like to do Now's the Time. <laughs> I will tell you that hopefully people will, as a result of this episode, want to learn more about you, these three vocalists, and all of the musicians that you've assembled for Sing a Song of Bird. How can people learn more about, first of all, the release? I believe it has its own website. You could just go to either rosannavitro.com, R-O-S-E-A-N-N-A-V-I-T-R-O, dot com rosannavitro.com everything is there and then we also have singasongabird.com so whatever is easier to remember and i have all the information on the front page of my website i've got the press release the liner notes the pictures from the session and then i have a little clip on on uh, youtube i'm posting of the very first bird gig we're going to have a cd release party zoom at the soapboxgallery.org, Soapbox Gallery on October 28th at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the soapboxgallery.org has uh, jazz concerts every night. You could pay anything, a dollar to $20, whatever, uh, to watch Jimmy Greenfield's Zooms down there. He owns the Soapbox Gallery in, in Brooklyn and has saved so many New York jazz musicians to perform there mm -hmm. during this pandemic and the nightmare we've been living through. So those are the ways, and Amazon allegedly is getting the CD soon uh, for those that like CDs, and I can also mail you one if you write to me on my website. Well, that's great. And I will tell you that this has been a pure delight to spend some time with you today, Rosanna. And I would imagine you're working very diligently to try to get this before live audiences somewhere I, in the I future. I am, and I'm behind. I'm 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 behind because I I only have this one gig right now on October 28th at the Soapbox Gallery. But I uh, plan to get more. You know, I'm I'm chief cook and bottle washer over here at Skyline Records with. With Paul Wycliffe, yeah, it's a lot of work, man. Keep up the good work because it is truly uh, spectacular, wonderful work. And I'm sure people will want to hear more and learn more about this recording and other things that you, Rosanna Vitro, do in the future. Thank you for being our guest on All That's Jazz. Thank you, Alan. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with Grammy-nominated vocalist and educator Rosanna Vitro. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast 
and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.